0: Alright. Yeah, you can find you know what I'm saying? This this your world. You can smoke that's Let's you. Do it. That's, you know what I'm saying? Fire some up. Cheers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is the move of canisations now. You know what I'm saying? We gotta I said I always wanna have, you know what I'm saying? Some some Little flower for the people when they come over. Like it's awesome for people to bring flower, right? But it's awesome mm-hmm. to also have flower when people come. So, you know what I'm saying? Trying to roll out the red carpet for Thank you. you. Yeah, I'm trying. There I you. don't
1: specialize in weed. I don't grow weed. I've dabbled in growing, but yeah. it's not what I do. So I appreciate this. <laughs> yeah, right.
0: hi. You ready? I'm ready. Here we go. This podcast is brought to you by the
1: letter C, which stands for cannabis, but not Chris. That starts with a K.
0: That's right. You are listening to nothing other than Canisations with Chris. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Canisations with Chris. I am your host, Chris. So check this out. My boy, He he listened to my podcast, right? And he called me, and he was like, hey, man. You ain't got to say your name after you say Cannistations with Chris. We already know that you're Chris. And I'm like, yeah, but I just need to make sure. So I'm your host, Chris. And what we like to do on this show is we like to highlight the cannabis industry, talk about people in the industry and the contributions that they are making in this community. And this person, okay, we met on Halloween
1: that's right? It was
0: Halloween. Okay. Yep. You were at Cambridge Cannabis. I was out with my family getting candy and you were under the hut. And I didn't see what you looked like because it was cold as shit out there. True. So you was like bundled up. So all I seen was like nose glasses and a little bit of your forehead. <laughs> so I was like, hey, I'm Chris. You know what I'm saying? This is what I do. And she was like, hi, I'm this person. I was like, I'd love to have you on. You know what I'm saying? So I went out to a spot because I always like to try to go see the people before, you know what I'm saying? We come out, you know what I'm saying? Just to show them, hey, look, I came out here to you, so you can come to me. And so we did a little video. And she has, like, we're going to get into it, but she blow glass. So, I mean, you know what I'm saying? I blew a little piece. And, man, that's some intricate work, you know what I'm saying? But with, without further ado, we have the owner of Hot Mess Glass. Kelly Katana, welcome to the show. I uh, greatly appreciate you coming out.
1: Thanks, I'm happy to be here. Hell uh,
0: yeah, how was your How was your New Year's, how was your holiday?
1: Really quiet, I loved every minute of hey, it. Hey man,
0: it, it, it was quiet, that's what I've heard yeah. a lot of, you know what I'm saying? I drove down to Virginia to see my family, but a few people I've talked to have been like, hey how's your holiday, it was like quiet. Yes. And I'm like, yeah man, that's, I'm, that's how I usually spend my holidays, is watching TV. <laughs> Watching <a> basketball, <laughs> that's what I love to do. <laughs> so. Well, look, once again, thank you for coming out. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about Kelly?
1: So I was born in upstate New York in Potsdam, right across the Lake Champlain. Grew up in the Midwest. I came into the North Country area in, a, in my 20s. College and really never left, so I've been bumping around Plattsburgh, Burlington, Montreal area for quite a while.
0: Yeah, it's nice up here. It's gorgeous. I, I find I, I find a lot of people that are not from here end up staying here. You know what I'm saying? Because it's nowhere like we've been. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then I even know Vermonters who be like, I want to leave, but then they, I've met older Vermonters who be like, I could wait to get out of here. But I came right back. <laughs> That's exactly it, and I feel that all uh, the time. Yeah. Like,
1: I gotta get out of here, and then I leave, and I'm like, what was I thinking? I gotta, I gotta go back.
0: <laughs> it's so cool. I know out there where you're at, you have the quite the view. Yeah, it you know is absolutely saying? gorgeous. Yeah. We're
1: at Shelburne Pond Studios, yeah. and there's quite a few glassblowers out there. So there's a little community of artists and lamp workers. And it overlooks Shelburne Pond, so... It is
0: gorgeous. It's nice out there. Really nice. I didn't. It was snow out there, so I didn't really get to see the view. So I'm going to pull up just, you know, just to follow up, if you will, and <laughs> to see that view. It was Anytime. A, it was cool coming out there because I knew, you know, I had my GPS on and whatnot, but I immediately knew when I got into the artistic area because it's so many, like, like, statues and things like that out there in the yard and right yeah uh, was there a horse or some type of it was a a
1: barn but it's definitely all filled with artist studios
0: no out in the yard it was like different it was it was it was some type of
1: probably part of the sculpture yeah it was a
0: sculpture it was in a sculpture garden Yeah, yeah it was so many it was oh my god it was like cool stuff right and i pulled up and i was like damn she did all this, but then you was like, "Nah, it's a community," and right. I was like, "Oh, okay." But still, like, you're a part of that community. It's- I love it there. Yeah.
1: It's gorgeous. The vibe is so chill. Yeah. all the artists are super creative.
0: Yeah, I got to come back out there when it's all nice and defrosted. Summertime is yeah.
1: absolutely gorgeous and the fall time is stunning.
0: I, hey look all of Vermont in the fall time like you can just wake up and go to the store yeah. like the it's crazy. The hay
1: bales yeah. the quiet.
0: It was I remember I ended up driving on the dirt road somewhere going out somewhere in Shelburne and it was like you come over this hill and it was such a Vermont scene. It was exactly. cows in the pasture with the Rolling Hills with the rolling mountains in the back. That's so crazy, so beautiful here. I, I love it. I don't plan on leaving. Like, Me I'm gonna either. keep it funky with you. Like I don't wanna leave.
1: I just got back. So and <laughs> every time I leave I'm like desperate to get back. What was I thinking?
0: Why did I leave? But hot mess glass. Yes. It's kinda cool because that we're here talking about glass because when I was younger. I used to think glass was a bad thing, you know what I'm saying like I never it was always associated with drugs, so right. you know I never thought about smoking glass out of glass, and you know I don't smoke this way, but then, like getting seeing glass and then learning about the the glass blowing the community, it's really big, you know what I'm saying, totally. so can you talk about you know what i'm saying your 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 passion for glass?
1: So, I have always had a passion for glass, even when I was young. It was part of like the tour band culture, Uh part of like Grateful Dead culture, which I was really, really into in Uh my early 20s. So, in the late 80s, pipe making started to become a part of the culture of the jam bands and following the Grateful Dead. Uh And. So when I started being interested in those type of bands in the nineties, the glass pipe scene was really starting to pop off. So a guy named Bob Snodgrass invented silver fuming. And what that is, is the, you vaporize silver and it sprays onto the glass. And when they use that glass after that, it When it gets dirty, it changes from yellow to blue. Hmm. So it's a color-changing glass. And that basically started the whole weed pipes popping off in the 90s. Oh, wow. So I started collecting glass back then. I would hemp wrap, you know, things that I had purchased out of a store. I was into, like, bead making and that sort of stuff as a child. So it really was a passion from childhood, I guess. And then at that time I got more into weed culture, but it was only in later in life, like in my thirties, in my mid thirties that I ever touched glass blowing or tried it at all.
0: Mm -hmm. So, so uh, glass blowing, it's so many different things you can blow. Like it's not just for smoking. You like, you can blow like fixtures and like, big things I've seen the, the show I can't remember the name of the show but I've blown seen Blown Away. Yeah Blown Away that's <laughs> it and they how they make the bowls and how they blow on one end and it like swells the glass and then how intricate so how, how intricate is it for you to do all of that?
1: So the Blown Away show is a different kind of glass blowing that I do. I do lamp working so okay. the Blown Away show they gather their glass out of a furnace and uh-huh. And it's like a large ball of glass or whatever out of the furnace, which I do not do. Ours comes in pre-made tubes, and then we color them and melt them on a torch.
0: Oh. So it's a
1: completely different kind of glass than furnace glass, which is soft glass. Okay. And I do use um, borosilicate glass, which is a hard glass.
0: Because uh, I remember the the torch was coming out. Right. And we was like running it through and had you said wait till you see it start to to break like get a little bow in it, you know what I'm saying?
1: Right, that's when you know it's starting to melt.
0: Yeah. So, but yeah, that is different. They do like a whole bunch of crazy stuff, but like what's the what's the biggest piece you've ever made?
1: So, let's see. I think one of the biggest ever Pieces I made by myself is in Morrisville. They <laughs> have a large collection of my yeah. work, so it's. I think they have a rig and a bubbler that I made over there.
0: Ah, okay. Yeah. I remember. I remember seeing the the. I call it the rabbit. It looks like oh, a yeah. rabbit with a bowl yep. on top of it. I remember that. And I was like, man, I want that piece. So that's a dope piece. You know what I'm saying? It has like the rainbow cheetah print. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's yep. like your jacket. You know what I'm saying? I'm assuming you're a fan of cheetah print. Uh,
1: yeah. It's in.
0: Yeah, it's in. <laughs> right, that's what's up. Well, look, now we come to the part of the show where we like to ask you to put the sticker down on the table.
1: All right. Oh. It's here. All right, this is my last one.
0: Hey, the I last. That's what's up,
1: just st- for you.
0: That's what's up. Yeah, we got. Yes, that's a a nice size because yeah, wherever you want. It's. I'm gonna put it right boom, one, right. and the sticker Bam. is down. Wow. Thank you so much for for sticking on the table. Hey man, this thing filling up. I gotta rotate it again. Gotta start to you know rotate because people put them in the front of them. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so, yeah. so I'm gonna start. Gotta rotate it so they can keep filling it up. I
1: know? love this idea. It uh, builds community. Everybody it does. On the at the table. I exactly.
0: Love that. I did. Everybody and it's it's great because all these people on the table. You know what I'm saying? They help build this show. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to make like an art piece. As you see, I'm very into yeah. stickers a little bit. The space so. is cool. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate it. It's, it's it's still a work in progress. I guess still got some things that I want to do. And, but yeah, man, this is the this is the space. Pretty soon we're gonna do some things with this wall, and then we end up here, man. It's gonna be you know what I'm saying. Got some things planned. You know what I'm saying? One step at a time, though. One Slowly building. Yeah, you know baby the steps. You know the grind. That's true. <laughs> so now here comes the part. We'll get to the part of the show where it's called own weed because we like to know how you like to smoke and the things you like to do when you smoke, you know what I'm saying? Yes. So, I mean, I know you're a glass maker. Yep. So uh, what type of way do you like to smoke?
1: So I primarily smoke out of a bong
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and joints.
0: You don't smoke. Yeah, you say no blunts. I
1: mean, when I was younger, it was... Part of the culture to smoke blunts and i smoked lots and lots of cigarettes like smoking was part of the culture right, yeah. but especially here in vermont like tobacco's not chill and i quit smoking cigarettes so ever since then i don't smoke any sort of tobacco because it just up. wrecks me
0: It's <laughs> like up. a
1: different kind of high when you're smoking those blunts it after is. not smoking tobacco at For all time. Oh my god.
0: I remember yeah. <laughs> when I quit smoking cigarettes, I didn't smoke for like like two or three years and I hit a stressful situation and I was like, give me a cigarette and right. I started, I hit oh, it. No. And man, I might as well have been drunk because it gave me the spinnies and I was like, man, it was, yeah, so now nah, I'm dead there. Question number two.
1: Okay.
0: What kind of activities do you like to do when you smoke?
1: So what? I am like, purely a therapeutic user. Mm. So <clears throat> I smoke completely throughout my day like small amounts.
0: Yeah. Microdosing. Like,
1: like well
0: micro smoking.
1: Right, micro smoking. I, <laughs> <Micro-smoking. Like, laughs> I primarily just smoke snappers out of the bong. Uh,
0: and like
1: okay. I just it's like incorporated into my day. I honestly usually smoke during the day. Yeah. While I'm like funk it makes me able to function in my life a little bit smoother because I have really you know high anxiety and right. mental health issues so it kind of like evens me out to where I can like function I can get shit done and um, you know it's medicinal so
0: oh, speaking of I remember you <laughs> say we'll get back to the questions but I remember we was talking and you said that you went to to rehab for cannabis as a youth right right so
1: i mean as a youth i was like dabbling in like hallucinogenic drugs but i was in no means a drug addict in in any real way but i did use cannabis which i grew up in the midwest so it was super illegal like you had seed on your floor and you got pulled over Mm. you're going to Going to (laughs) day. So you know, I really grew up thinking that it there was something bad about me because of my cannabis use. Mm. You know, like that I I mean, I was treated as a criminal. I was a criminal. Absolutely. I was part of the criminal, you know, black market. So I got arrested for, like, a half an ounce of weed in my car. I got pulled over. They uh, had dreadlocks at the time. They, like, went through my hair. They, like, put me on the ground, you know, asking me if I had needles in my hair. It was, like, a total traumatic experience of, like, going through all this and getting arrested. And then, like, I got a lawyer and went to court. And so instead of going to jail because I had the privilege of get having a lawyer and coming from a family that could afford a lawyer um i got sent to rehab instead of prison so at that time i went to a three-month rehab center that was like not open like it was like a lockdown place where i was not allowed to leave um with like real drug addicts like people that were like smoking wet and shooting up and It was terrifying. And I felt in no way did I belong in that whatsoever. Mm. I didn't feel like I was like a drug addict using drugs. I felt like I was a young kid experimenting with cannabis, you know, and now as an adult, I see that cannabis is so therapeutic to me now that, you know, back then it was just, a positive thing for my life back then. Too. It was
0: just that's therapeutic. Right. Exactly. And even unbeknownst to you, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, I've been smoking since I was young and I really didn't understand. Like, I just thought it was like a cigarette. I just got a high. That's it. But But right. just even the terminology high just gets mixed in with the other bad stuff. And just as you did as a person, like, right. especially if you don't mind me asking, how old were you?
1: I was 17. So,
0: yeah, especially like smoking weed and then going to rehab at 17 with probably adults oh, that were yeah. like had probably either been there multiple times or was really, really bad and coming off. So, right.
1: So, if you think about the drug epidemic now and yeah. like imagine a teenager from Vermont that's experimenting with cannabis going into like one of the rehab centers that would never happen nah, it would never it, happen it, in it vermont it wouldn't so it, it was a complete different time a complete different culture in the midwest in comparison to here like i've not as soon as i moved away from the midwest i never got in trouble again
0: yeah that's <laughs> so it just, Yeah, exactly
1: because it, cannabis is so accepted here yeah. i mean it was illegal until just you know, recently, but it was always medically accepted during the time I lived here. People just didn't treat me the same way as they did,
0: yeah, so I remember when I first moved to Vermont, I was walking on Pearl Street in Burlington. <clears throat> and I remember I was standing there, and I kind of was standing on this step and just taking in the area, But my, my daughter was a you know in her I was the little handbag or whatever, was a little carriage or hand carrier thing, but uh, I was just standing there and I remember I smelled weed. And I was like, oh shit. And then a lady walked past me smoking a joint, right on like, it was the municipal building was right there, Dunkin' Donuts was across the street, and she was just walking, smoking a joint. And I was like, man, what the hell is this lady's problem? <laughs> but then living here and understanding like, that's exactly what it is. It's accepted. It's it's okay. It's okay. Like it's not like it's.
1: It's even more okay than smoking cigarettes. Yeah, exactly. Right? So it's, I've, I've, I've seen, seen love people. That.
0: It's funny. I've seen people look at people <laughs> who smoke cigarettes around people who smoke joints, and they're like, "All right, I got to walk off her. You know what I'm saying right. you. Stay <laughs> out here. I got that's nasty." <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but that's I hate that that happened. Like that's bad that that happened. But right. it's good that you didn't let you it affect the course. Like, you didn't really fall that bad in it. And, right. and now you're here making for the community. Right, and like
1: advocating you're... is a big part of my glass blowing. Exactly. So when I started pipe making, which I'm primarily a pipe maker. Huh. Um, so when I started my pipe making, I was living in upstate New York in the Plattsburgh, Lake George area. So, uh-huh. like, right across the lake. It was still pretty illegal in huh. New York, so nobody knew where the glass shop was. Like people didn't know I was a glassblower. Like it was not something you know. You go out into the community and you you know say I'm a glass blower. Huh. Talk about it in the coffee shop. You know that really came later, huh. like 2018, 2019, when things started becoming illegal More or more. Legal yeah. in Vermont, it became a lot easier to talk about what I've been doing, about the things, you know, being in the cannabis industry for such a long time, it became more acceptable to even talk about to everyday people. So I'm yeah. still in over the past few le- years of legalization, you know, dealing with the trauma of. Growing up and being in trouble for weed and then becoming a pipe maker and guilt and shame about not being a part of society, doing illegal things. And, you know, I'm really starting to talk more about that in my experience now that it's legal. So it was just not things that we talked
0: about. I know you said something about PTSD and I know we talked a little bit about your job before this and what right. made you so can you that story just it i feel like that's a lot of people's story not your story but just a lot of people's the, it's story it's a lot of people's story including mine so right
1: so i was a newspaper photographer in upstate new york for about 8 years I, after i went to college actually while i was in college i got an internship at the newspaper and then i stayed there for many years after I graduated college. So I worked at the newspaper, and then I also like sometimes illegally grew cannabis in my basement, so I was (laughs) living a double life. (laughs) Like, okay, I'm participating in society, I'm doing things in the community, but also I'm doing things that are very illegal. Exactly. So if I get caught I am going to be published in the newspaper that I work for, so it was a lot of stress. But I did that for many, a, many, many, many. That years. is
0: a tight line to walk, man. Right, that so is crazy. It,
1: it was crazy, and still, I felt like I was straight edge, though I didn't ever feel like I was like a criminal.
0: Uh-huh.
1: You know, I feel like that was other people's judgments upon me. Mm -hmm. So I was a newspaper reporter for years and after a while of doing that, my mental health was super poor. So I was like drinking a lot and, you know, using pharmaceutical drugs to deal with the PTSD. And at some some point I had like a mental breakdown Mm -hmm. and I was like, "Okay, I can no longer do this. And I like flipped out at work and got fired. Right. So at that point. I completely turned to cannabis. I was like not using it during the day to deal with my symptoms while I was like out in the community, it's like, I can't do that. Mm. So now I got fired from my job, so now I can smoke weed all day long. There's no, Mm. all day long, there's no like stigma about it. I'm like doing my own thing. I'm, you know, just starting out pipe making in 2012. Starting to, you know, be part of the community and sell glass and take pictures of glass while I was still at the newspaper.
0: Ugh, <laughs> that's crazy.
1: And then, like, as I got the newspaper out of my life, things started to, like, really improve with my, like, mental health and just, you know, using the cannabis therapeutically. I really feel like it totally saved my life. It's good. Like, I was in such a bad place and... It, the cannabis just came into my life and it supported me financially. It mentally like leaps and bounds from where I was. Things like anxiety, I could like function through my day and not be having panic attacks and nightmares from the PTSD. It helped with all of that. So it kind of just like Evened out my life. Yeah. So I was like living this double life and like super stressed and super like paranoid. And then it that just like went out the window. And I was like focused on like making the glass blowing like work, make it, making it say something yeah. because you know it helped me in my life so much that That's I wanted to be able to share that, you know, through legalization, I guess. Yeah.
0: A lot of people still have that stigma, that bad stigma about cannabis and still think it's a drug and still like just, you're bad, you're a drug. But, you know, hearing things like that, you know what I'm saying, it wasn't the end all be all, but it definitely brought the vibrations down and put them where they could be manageable. You know what I'm saying? Totally. So it's good that that was, you know what I'm saying, your thing that you got to to help you stay well out. So hell yeah, that's what's up.
1: And that's- I guess the pipe making too was kind of like a, a protest in itself because it's civil disobedience. Mm. So this it ha, it's a victimless crime. Nobody is hurt I'm not hurting anyone by making weed pipes. So why is that make me a criminal? <laughs> So, I mean, that was a huge part of it for me is making as many pipes to help regular everyday working class people have access to their cannabis and have Mm. something, you know, to to do their rituals with. It's like a ritualistic sacred object that people use to consume their medicine. So to me, it was like. My important life's work.
0: Exactly, yeah. I know a lot of people who smoke out of glass and that is the way they consume. Right. Like, I know this guy you who know, always has a little pipe in his shirt. You know what I'm saying? And So it's like, like you said, it's the way people consume. So you're, you're very important to the community and the things right. you do with blowing glass and things like that.
1: Right. It's, and it's super important to me to keep it affordable so everybody Every day people can get it. I try to make as much as I can and sell it as locally as I can. So it ha- you know, people in my community have access to, you know, nice things. Yeah. So, yeah, it's definitely important to me.
0: yeah, I want that peace. yeah, You know piece I'm <laughs> I love making about. things for people nah, too. so that's yeah, that's amazing. Well, it's cool that it's hot and mess glass because we got interrupted during this episode. We got, we're probably going to get interrupted again. That's but it's okay. cool that this episode has been, like, everywhere. But it's very important because you, being a glassmaker, like I said, people use that as a a way to consume. So that's often one way I ask. I'm like, hey, what's your favorite way of consuming? It's like I smoke through a bowl. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you're very important. Thank you. you. Know
1: I'm I think all of us glassmakers, <laughs> especially the ones that have been around, I think we have to remember that we're here to serve the community yeah. another important point I don't want to miss is these glass pipes are like the artifacts of the culture of prohibition mm. so mm. it was an art that was born and funded by illegal cannabis so it was. it's like a really magical time period that made it for all these things to be made.
0: That's dope. That's dope. And glass. And I don't, I've never, I've only seen it and done it the one time, but I can see how it could be like a therapeutic practice or.
1: Absolutely. I,
0: like just creating. You know what I'm saying? Creating is therapeutic.
1: And that know? is exactly like once I quit the newspaper, all of my anxiety, all of my fears, I just put all of that into the gl- work in the glass and it all like resolved with that creativity. That's amazing. Yeah, it's so cool.
0: That's what's up. All right, so we will get back to the okay. question. All right, so my next question. Yes. I know we as stoners like to make, eat munchies. So what is your favorite snack to eat when you, you know what I'm saying, smoke?
1: Uh, Obviously pizza. <laughs> Like, is there anything else?
0: is shouldn't be anything else.
1: Um,
0: yeah, that's why I think the Ninja Turtles smoke weed. They yeah. had to. It's, I was just even like, eating pizza. it's
1: just, that's it. That's <laughs> it.
0: Is there a favorite pizza you have?
1: Um, I really, let's see. You know, I'm technically a New Yorker, like mm. Adirondacks, but, you know, I got to love that New York style New pizza. York
0: style all right, so the famous pizza question. Okay. Pineapple or no pineapple?
1: I'm saying yes to pineapple, and but no is, to ham.
0: Oh, yeah, I don't like the ham. The ham is what's weird. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Having the slabs, I, I'd get mine with bacon.
1: I'm saying yes you know I'm saying? to pineapple.
0: Yes, you hear that, people? <laughs> yes to pineapple. And if you feel any, feel any other way, so
1: pineapple yeah. bacon
0: good pineapple bacon that's the move that ham is damn, weird <laughs> all right so the next question is what type of music do you like to listen to
1: so oh I, I
0: remember I pulled up and you had some was okay it so
1: I I had the bluegrass set yeah for the whole uh explanation of how pipe making came through the music basically and it's definitely pipe making is along the lines of americana art Mm. as is bluegrass and other types of like rock music Mm -hmm. so obviously i like that kind of stuff grateful dead love you know bluegrass new bluegrass all of that but i also love hip-hop and um Pop music is my dirty pleasure. I love uh, me some terrible pop music, especially sometimes when I'm working. It's cause it's like a all workout. Right, so. All right,
0: come on, tell me. What is I'll tell you mine. Okay. What is your guilty pleasure pop music? I will tell you mine. Okay, you you go first. No, this is my show. You go first. All right, no no, I'll go first. All right. Haul the notes.
1: Oh, okay. I can, I I can do that. I love Paul and Oates. I love Taylor Swift.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> to Keep it down. Don't be saying those type of names in my house. <laughs> Man, if it. my daughter hear that, oh, my God.
1: I do. Man. I love all of it. Oh I love God. all music and all art. I yeah. have appreciation for it in all of its forms.
0: Yeah, that's dope. I love music as well. Yeah, so. My daughter, she's, oh, my God. I don't even want to talk about it. It's. <laughs> It's disgusting. I love it. <laughs> yeah. And what type of TV shows do you like to watch?
1: So I don't even own a TV.
0: What?
1: No, I am not. Ever since I fell out of the news, I've like completely like turned a blind eye to that part of society. So I don't consume much news media at all. I'll watch a Game of Thrones or a series here and there, but. I'm Nothing not much to. of a TV person.
0: That's dope. I like video games. Oh, okay. That might, should be another <laughs> question I should ask. start asking. What type of TV do you watch or video games do you uh, like I've to watch? I've been
1: playing a lot of the Zelda games on the Switch lately. Oh
0: I used to love Zelda yeah, when I on so uh, Game Boy, yep. but I never played it on a big, like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I've seen people play it, but Zelda's like so... Much more advanced than what it was. We're so
1: bow, intricate, bow. Yeah. yeah. So cool. I'm I love there. how things have advanced. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah,
0: video game. I love video games. Yeah. I'm playing Spider Man Two right now, awesome. and I was playing God of War. But I like you know fighting games and yeah. stuff like that. I was that.
1: totally into like tech and games and stuff in my youth, so yeah. I still have a little bit yeah. of that
0: left. I mean. You, we're 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 still kids. I'm, i still love playing. i almost forty years old. Of course, I still like playing.
1: I got yeah. com- as soon as I found glass, it became like a complete obsession. Like everything else in my life, just like fell to the wayside. <laughs> I have no more hobbies. I have no more anything. It's like my main focus.
0: <laughs> That's what's up. And That's I'm a-
1: still addicted. I still love it. Like a decade later. Maybe even more than I did when I started. I yeah. don't know. It's like the creation of it is just fantastic. Hey,
0: creating is a beautiful yeah. thing. Right. Like just, to, just in general. So, hey, I'm yeah.
1: very, very lucky. Not everybody would be able to do this. Yeah. So, I consider myself very privileged and very lucky to even be here at all.
0: Uh, I've seen a lot of your pieces around and about, but like even doing it the one time, I don't even know how you could could do it. So I know it's a it's a it's a it's it's gotta be a passion, you know what I'm saying, to be dealing with that type of heat, to be dealing with that type of anything. You know right. what I'm saying? It's it's gotta be a passion. And so. it
1: definitely takes a toll on your body too. Yeah. I'm yeah. very, very lucky to still be doing
0: Yeah, it's it's hot. It's hot. It's hot. <laughs> <laughs> well look, thank you so much for coming out. Of I greatly course. appreciate you coming out and doing the show with me. I know we got some things cooking as well. So we ain't gonna tell them. We ain't gonna tell them. It's gonna be a secret. It's a secret. But I just, I always got something cooking. You know what I'm (laughs) saying? So, won't you tell them where to find you at?
1: So, I am at the Shelburne Farmer's Market every Saturday from 10 to 2. Uh And that's throughout the year. We're in Vermont Teddy Bear Factory until March. And then we move out into um, the green area downtown. You can find my work at pretty much a ton of vermont dispensaries Mm. vermont and smoke shops so Mm. i've been around this area for a long time and they have really really supported me throughout my whole career Mm. so any vermont dispensary you go in there they'll know where to get it exactly if they carry glass then it's right there
0: i've seen you probably honestly I've even started to like places when I go new places I'll start to look for you right because it's like a lot of people have like these huge sections of glass right so you know mm. what I'm saying
1: it's really cool to see the collections in some of these new stores <laughs> um, you know it's definitely a different vibe than the old smoke shops the only one left down in downtown Burlington that's just a smoke shop is Northern Lights so Anybody who wants to, you know, see a smoke shop, that's right. Definitely, I had get to in remember
0: there. where it was. That that is a glass factory. That
1: is where you can find all the local glass in yeah. Burlington, and yeah. then also at the Burn Gallery. At the Burn Gallery, so yeah. they are now a dispensary. Yeah. So they have both. So if you want both, go to the Burn
0: Gallery. Now go to the Burn. Yeah. I'm going to be getting him on the episode here soon. Yeah,
1: I love them very much.
0: I remember. I, I didn't see it in transition, but I went in there when it was just a glass shop, and yeah. then I went in there when it was the dispensary in the back.
1: So, but- as a glass shop, like it was completely, you know, the place to be for the cannabis community for a long time. Yeah. Like with the Pipe Classic, I mean, I some of the first glass blowing experiences I had were at the Burn Gallery. I bought my first materials there. They supported me by buying my glass throughout my whole career. They're a, an amazing part of the community and I wouldn't be here at all without their support That's from like up. day one. They, have, my roots are yeah. in Vermont and in the Burn Gallery for That's sure. That's what's
0: up, man. I, I, I love Vermont. I do I too. It. It's, it's very...
1: <laughs> and, and the Burn Gallery is very dear to my heart. Yeah,
0: burn. Hey man, when am I gonna get you on, man? I know you gonna hear this. And be like, hey, Tita. <laughs> like get him on, man. Well, once again, thank you. Uh, did you give me your Instagram?
1: Uh, it's Hot mass Glass.
0: Hot mass Glass on Instagram. Well, once again, thank you so much. Thanks for, for coming me. out. It's been awesome having you. It's funny because you know the same thing happened to a, a couple other people that come up here to do an interview. They don't know where to go, and I'm like, it's an yes. awesome spot it's, up here, <laughs> just, though. And once no. you
1: find it, you're like very <laughs> <Barry>, Vermont <laughs> word well,
0: thank you so much I greatly appreciate it and thank you all for listening I greatly appreciate y'all tuning in and I just dropped that pre-roll you know what I'm saying the first spot that I dropped it at was at the tea house and you can also find it at the gas station in Rutland I'm, I'm having to learn like this isn't just you know Grow weed and take it somewhere. Oh, this you is gotta more pound the pavement. You gotta have you got some pavement to pound now. You you get do, on the road. Yeah, it's so of the that's the move. So we're heading out far, you know what I'm saying? We're heading places out far and then we're gonna work it in. But you know what I'm saying, shout out to all the people that's helping me put this together, you know what I'm saying? I couldn't do it without you. So look, you know what it is. Uh rolls out, got some other things cooking. Thank you so much, Kelly, for coming out. Lord, it is. Y'all stay blazing and stay amazing. And we out. Hey. Yeah.
1: That's so good. I think we touched on everything.
0: <laughs> it's funny because it's I really... I, it was a lot. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? It's... it's that's, that's how you got here. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's a weird thing. It, it is. Well, <laughs> I
1: could have never imagined. You mean to never, tell me... I never dreamed I would be a pipe
0: maker. Yes.
1: <laughs> like, never, ever be like oh you're gonna spend your life making weed pipes
0: <laughs> no yeah sh- shut up yeah who are you don't say they too loud right <laughs> it's like,
1: but it really honestly it's like a dream yeah. it really is well
0: and that's I the think. that's the thing though i'm glad people are starting to live their dream that's you know what exactly I'm
1: it it's, it's, and it felt like that like uh. getting rid of the newspaper i felt like i was like coming into myself and, like, and what i always wanted to do it was very emotional time
0: well, i'm glad you found something that right ground you especially and that you that you love yeah like it's hard to find
1: in, so like women and minorities in the glass scene is yeah. less than one oh, so man. it's so bad so i am the only one in vermont that does it full-time
0: hey, hey, and
1: hey. there's two ladies that our mom's right. of them works at the burn gallery. She's not a pipe maker, but she's a glass blower. Yeah. And the other one is a mom and she lives down Brandon and that's it.
0: Yeah, That's We're, it. That's it in that's all crazy. of Vermont. So yeah. it's
1: like, you know, it's a well, miracle that I'm I even. Hell yeah. Well, hot
0: mess glass is definitely, I've seen it. So everybody know who you are. <laughs> notorious. No, notorious. <laughs> I love it. <laughs>